Hey everybody, welcome to Real Church for Real People and Merry Christmas. Are you glad it's Christmas, anybody? Yeah. Me too, and so glad you've joined us this weekend, all of our locations, so glad you're here, and for all of you joining us online as well, big welcome to you, and wherever you are uh, at any of our locations, I hope that you are having a great experience so far, especially if it's your first time, and all of you here in the room at Newark, welcome, uh, glad you're here. We've been preparing for this weekend uh, for weeks now, and it's, it's amazing to be able to celebrate Christmas together, our final gatherings of 2023, and I'm glad you're here. Turn to somebody next to you and just tell them, you look good today. And then, of course, turn to your second choice. <laughs> tell them, glad you're here. So glad you're here. Just great to have you. So as we jump, Merry Christmas. So as we jump into uh, the message today, I wonder if you can think back to when you were a little kid to the biggest Christmas gift you ever received. So I don't know if you were like me when you were little, but I always went running for the biggest gift under the tree, didn't you? Like, that's where I went first. I just assumed the biggest is the best, right? And so I would go racing the biggest gift under the tree. I remember one time when I was probably five or six years old, I have a, a big brother who uh, I think for the first few years of my life thought that his purpose on the planet was to toughen me up. And when I was five or six, he wrapped this enormous Christmas gift, put it under the tree, addressed to me, and I was so excited. I thought, his conscience has finally gotten to him. He's, he's really gonna hook me up this year. I mean, it's gonna be a good year. And I, I looked at that gift for days, and when Christmas morning came, I ran over to that gift first. Biggest gift gets all my attention. I tore the wrapping paper off. I was fired up. I was so excited. And inside was this dumb, used poster that my brother knew I wouldn't like. And he wrapped it up in an enormous gift for me. And his cell phone number, if you would like to text him, <laughs> just kidding. Actually, my therapist says a few more sessions and uh, I will start to heal. So that's the good news this Christmas. But I mean, when you were a little kid, right, you just went running for the biggest gift. Just we assumed biggest has got to be the best. And my brother knew that I would give into that because I would buy into something that a lot of us buy into. And that is his idea that the that was weak. You know, I don't know if you're a little nervous, like I'm not quite sure. Yes, you are, you got it, you got it. The, yeah, the bigger the better. Or maybe you've heard this one, go, go, come on, one more time, go, go big or go home. I mean, we like big stuff, right? I like things to be big. Our family went on vacation a couple of years ago, we decided we were gonna go to a canyon. You know which one we went to? The Grand Canyon. We're not going to any medium-sized canyon, like that's not exciting. We went to the Grand Canyon. How many of us, when you go to a restaurant, you're not very familiar with it, and you're really hungry, you're looking at the entrees, how many of us had that conversation with the server where you go, is that a pretty, is that a pretty big? Like, is that, and if they're like, oh, not really, then you're like, moving on. If you're like me, you're like, what's the biggest cheap thing you have? That's what I wanna know. It's like, what's the most, I don't even care about the nutrition. I just wanna know, is it a lot of food? And I think a lot of us, whatever we believe about God or spiritual things, whatever our experience with church, religion has been like up until now in our lives, we, we just assume the bigger the better. We scroll online looking for bigger apartments or bigger houses. We, we like bigger salaries or bigger wages, right? Nobody ever sits down and gets the job offer and is like, actually, could you cut that back a little? Can we bring that down? This seems a little much, don't you think? No, <laughs> the bigger the better. 
We like scoring tickets to the big game. Guys don't brag to their friends. Got tickets to the small game. Just so excited. Going to the small game. Can't believe I got tickets for the game that doesn't matter, right? Nobody says that. The bigger, the better. We like big stuff. And a lot of us this Christmas are probably hoping that some big things will happen in our lives. Maybe we're hoping for big things to change in a relationship, in our mental health, in our finances, in our futures, the decisions we're making right now. We're hoping for big doors to open, big opportunities to present themselves, big breakthroughs to occur in our lives. And so here's my question this Christmas. It might be a little disappointing at first, but, but stay with me. Here's the question. What if God, whatever you believe about him, if there is a God out there somewhere, what if he is not as into big as we are? And here's why I think that might be the case, the Christmas story, as in the original Christmas story. A man named Joseph and his fiancee Mary traveled to a place called Bethlehem. Mary was expecting a child, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, animals feeding trough because there was no lodging available for them. Bethlehem was a small town, but while Mary and Joseph were there, the time came for the baby to be born. So where are you right now? I don't mean physically. I think you probably know where you are. <laughs> but I mean in life. Maybe you're a high school student or a college student. Maybe you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s. Maybe you're a few years from or a few years into the retirement season of your life. Maybe you're starting a second act. Maybe you're Maybe you're single, married, separated, divorced. Maybe you're dating. Maybe you're totally uninterested in dating. Maybe you're broke or loaded. Are you, are you lonely or surrounded by people? I mean, where are you in life right now? And have you paused recently to ask the question, what might God want to do in my life while I'm here? And I know for some of us, we're probably thinking, well, <laughs> I don't think God really wants to do much here. But when I get there, then big things are going to happen. We're always putting there out there somewhere. Have you noticed? Have you paid attention to the fact that here never feels quite like there for us? And we say things like, well, I'm waiting. I'm, when I get there, then I'll be there. You know, when I graduate, then that's it. That's arriving for me. I just got to finish school. Just put my head down. Nothing big's going to happen right now, but if I can just get through that, when I graduate, I'm going to be there. I'm going for the big gift under the tree graduation. That's what I'm aiming for. When I can buy a house, then I'll be there. When I get recognized for all my hard work, finally, when I get promoted, when I can finally bench 275. How many of us know, just by looking at me, I'm never going to be there. No matter how many illegal drugs I take and how much I mess with the numbers and move the decimal point, I'm never going to be there. But we say things like that. When I get in shape, I'll be there. You know, when I when, I, when the deal is closed and I can breathe a sigh of relief, that's there. When, when the business grows, that's there. When, when we get a positive pregnancy test, we've been hoping, and then when we know it, that's there. When the baby's born, that's there. When the baby gets a little older so it's not so messy and noisy at such strange times in the night, then we'll be there. When the kids move out, that's there. When they finally decide to come back and visit, we'll be there. We're always procrastinating the potential of our lives to some future place and time. But what if from God's perspective, we're already there? What if right here, right now, the time has come for something to change in our lives and the only danger is we might miss it because it's not the biggest gift under the tree. It's small. It's a small sign 
that God wants to do something big in our lives. I remember when Susie, my wife, and I had our, our first kid, and I held uh, that baby for the first time. My daughter, Maddie, she's an amazing young adult uh, now, but when I held her for the first time, I remember thinking, she, oh, she's so small. Babies are small. And everybody walking by that day in the hospital probably thought the same thing if they looked in. Oh, look at that little baby, so cute. So small, so insignificant physically from the outside, looking in, you know, and helpless. She really couldn't do a lot. So small. But then as I held her in my arms for the first time, I had a reaction internally that did not correlate to the size of the baby I was holding. My knees got weak, my mouth got dry, my heart started to pound. So I was looking down at this little baby and I knew, hey, you may be small, but I think you're a sign that my life is about to change in some big ways. Any of us who have kids, you know what I'm talking about. And my life began to change. I looked down and I thought, okay, Johnston, you're gonna need to grow up. You got a kid now. And she's small, but it's a sign something has gotta change in your life. And it's gonna change whether you like it or not. And as I mentioned, she's a wonderful young woman now. I'm so proud of her. But she still knows how to mess with me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? My daughter has a PhD in messing with her dad. Small sign. And I felt this mixture of helplessness and hope all at the same time, which is how God works when he brings us to a moment that he wants us to know that he's there and that things could change if we would pay attention. The sign may be small, but the hope, if we'll lean in, is real. What God wants to do. So what small sign is God trying to give you in your life right now? That he wants to do something real. And if you pay attention, it could bring hope into your life in a new way. But don't rush past. You, you can't be so distracted and preoccupied with the biggest gifts under the tree that you miss the small signs. So while Mary is giving birth, not far away, something bigger is happening. We read that that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Now this is more like it, right? This is what we wanna see from God. Split the sky open, send an angel, surround people with your glory. That's big. And it was a big deal. And the, the shepherds were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. This is a big deal. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. God is doing something big. And the way you're gonna know it is that you will recognize him by this small sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. The whole world is about to change, guys, but you're gonna need to reset your expectations because it's gonna start very small. And because of that, a lot of people are just gonna rush right past. A lot of people aren't gonna pay attention. A lot of people aren't gonna notice. A lot of people are gonna be oblivious to what God is doing. And I think it's important this Christmas to pause and reflect on who exactly was born in Bethlehem that night. So if you wanna know what followers of Jesus believe, here's what we believe. We believe that that night in Bethlehem, the Savior was born. The one who would rescue people weighed down by our brokenness and shame, who would forgive our sins and bring us back to the God who created us. The Savior was born that night. The Messiah was born that night. The promised one, the one we have all been looking for our entire lives, even though we're usually unaware that he's the one we're looking for. That's who was born that night. 
The craving inside of us to make sense of our lives can only be met by the Messiah, the promised one, and that's who was born in Bethlehem. And not only that, the Lord was born that night. The God who is in charge of everything was lying in that manger in Bethlehem. Jesus is all of that. He is Savior, Messiah, and God, the Lord of all. But before Jesus would do anything that a Savior does, anything that a Messiah does, and anything that God does, the sign that he would do all of that, it was small. If you weren't careful, you would rush past. I mean, imagine the shepherds. What are they thinking? Angel comes, says, God's about to change the world. They're thinking, hold on, joy to all people and the sign is a baby? God, don't you want to send someone bigger? What's a baby going to do for us? We don't need a baby. Our world is messed up. It's a political mess. It's an economic mess. Our mental health is all over the map. We don't know what's going on. It just seems like we wake up every day and have no sense of purpose. We don't need a baby. A baby will actually require more of us than he will provide for us. Don't you want to send a pro, God? Like someone big, someone large, and in charge, but what they had to understand is that with God, the sign may be small. When God works to get our attention, the sign may be small, but the hope is real as long as we don't rush past. So who cares? I mean, why does this matter? Why are we talking about it this Christmas? Here's why. It's because so many of us spend our whole lives waiting for something big to happen. Some of us right now, that's where we are. We're like, I'm, just, I'm waiting for my big break, man. I just, I need something big to happen on my job, my family. I need something big to happen in my, in my own mental health. And I just, I need a big breakthrough. But when God shows up, often it's in small ways, a moment of awareness, a second of stillness, just a small gift. God shows up as an unmet longing that arises from somewhere deep inside of us where we become suddenly attuned to our need for a higher power. But do you know what we do so often? We brush those small signs off. And we rush past. And we move on. If we could learn to see God in the small signs, do you know what would happen? For all of us, myself included, our anxiety would diminish radically. Our fears would begin to fall off of us. If we could start to recognize that God is in the smallest moments of our lives and see him in the smallest signs, then we could know, hey, I don't need to wait until I get there. I'm there now. I'm right where I need to be and God is right here with me. And the time has come. We could know the time has come for something to change in my world. See, when God wants to get our attention, he rarely shouts. He rarely makes a big scene. Often it's just Jesus whispering to our souls, come home. It's a small sign, and some of us are missing it. We're missing it. We keep waiting for God to do big things. In fact, some of us have demanded that God do big things. God, if you're real, I insist. Prove it. God, if you're real, I need you to do this big thing, and if you will just reveal yourself clearly to me, undeniably, if you'll just show up in a way so that I no longer have to have faith, then I will have faith. And all my doubts, I promise, someone 
very close to me told me one time, I said, I don't believe in God, but if God would clearly reveal himself to me, like if I would wake up tomorrow morning and God would just write across the sky outside my window, I am God, worship me, then I would believe in him. I wouldn't doubt anymore. Why doesn't God just do that? And that's where some of us are. But would you believe in him? If God did something big, would you really suddenly start believing in him? When your whole life, he's been doing millions of small things and you haven't noticed? I think some of us, if we woke up tomorrow morning and God had written across the sky, I am God, worship me, we would have said, oh, I believe. And then the next morning we would have said, hey, I'm not sure, that might have been a weird misfiring of my mental synapses. Would you just do that again? Because we don't pay attention to the small signs. And I guess what I'm saying is that the story of Christmas is about how God works through small signs to get our attention. That day we felt like we would never get through and something from outside of us whispered, don't give up. What if that was God? In fact, at the height of our lives and in the deepest depths of our lives, what if God was right there in all the moments you've had up until now? What if God was right there when the person you'd pinned all your hopes on walked out on you, or when your situation finally worked out for you? What if God was right there in both of those moments whispering, hey, it's time, it's time, something needs to change in your life. Don't just pay attention to your circumstances, pay attention to the need in your soul. What if God was there the moment your world fell apart or it felt like it finally came together? What if God was there? What if the time had come for something to change in your life and you missed it because the sign was small? The shepherds don't just see an angel and they're like, whoa, that was great. Back to life as usual. Now here's how they responded. They hurried to the little village of Bethlehem, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger, and the shepherds said, do you have anyone more impressive? No, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. They recognized, small sign, real hope. So let's do some crowd uh, involvement right now by a show of hands. How many of us were born small? Just by a show of hands, how many of us born small? Waiting for 100% participation on this one, just so you know. Some of us are saying, oh, no, 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 I was a big baby. No, you were big for a baby. You understand the difference? Some of you are like, I was 10 pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah, that's big for a baby. If you're 26, nobody says, oh, look at that strapping young man, 10 pounds, 11 ounces. You've been working out? No. That's big for a baby. It's not big. How many of us, when we were born, could not speak any of the words that we currently speak in our native language? Just by a show of hands, couldn't speak any of them. Couldn't. How many of us, by a show of hands, let's ask it a different way. How many of us, in the first six months of our lives, made a significant contribution to the world? By a show of hands. Put your hand down. No, you did not. You withdrew from the bank of the universe. You did not deposit. In fact, when you made a deposit, it was not good. You understand, it was not. We were all born small, yet look at us now. Everything great starts small. 
remember looking again down at my kids when my daughter was born, when my son was born, they were so small. I remember holding them in my arms and this fierce protective instinct overcame me. And I remember looking down thinking, don't worry, you're so helpless and small, but I've got you. Do you wonder if when Mary and Joseph held their son Jesus in their arms for the first time, if they looked down and said, Jesus, don't worry, we've got you. And if the God of the universe looked back at them through the eyes of that seven pound, six ounce infant and thought, no, you don't need to worry, I've got you. Small signs. Real hope. See, when the God who fills the universe, what Christians believe, followers of Jesus believe this, that when the God who fills the universe wanted us to know that he was holding on to us and that we were okay and that he was gonna take care of us, he shrank himself down to a size that we could hold. A baby lying in a manger. It was a sign. That's what the angel said. You'll recognize it by this sign. What was a baby in a manger a sign of? He was a sign that our lives aren't too small for God to pay attention to. That God is not rushing past us to get to somebody bigger and brighter and more exciting. That our dreams and hurts and fears and successes and failures and hopes and dreams are not too small for God to pay attention to. And when we feel small and insignificant and helpless in the face of a big scary world that expects so much from us, we can look up to a God who gets it because he's been there literally. He's been a baby in a manger, dependent, helpless, small. And the rest of the Christmas story is about how this small sign becomes real hope. Seven pounds, six ounce baby grows up to be a man who dies to forgive our sins and to heal us one of Jesus' best friends while he was on earth, one of his disciples would write this about him years later. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned. Jesus never did the wrong thing. He's the only human being ever. Never broke the law of God. Never lied. Never stole. He never abused anyone or defrauded anyone. He never lusted after anyone. He never took advantage of anyone. He never did the wrong thing, and yet he died for all of us who have. He died for sinners. You know why? To bring you safely home to God. That's why Jesus has been whispering to your soul. That's why he wants your attention. He's on a mission to bring you safely home to God. Don't rush past this here now is your there and the time has come and Jesus is here right now and the sign that he's here may be small just a moment of awareness but the hope he brings I promise you it's real it'll change your life so many times in my life I've wanted God to do big things. I've prayed a lot of prayers and, and I have seen God do big things. I've seen God do things that I cannot explain. And I believe, I'm gonna keep believing God to do big things. We have a God who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or think when we put our faith in him.
He's a big God. He can do big things. Do you know what's amazing to me? And all of us who've been following Jesus for a little while, we get this. It's amazing to me is how God can do something big and a few weeks later I can be full of doubt again. Here's what I'm learning. The longer I follow Jesus, listen, which I'm following Jesus, by the way, broken, brokenly and imperfectly, but a little bit more passionately every day of my life. And here's what I'm learning. Pay attention to the small signs of his love and goodness. Every breath is a gift. Every moment, it's a sign. God is holding on to my life. And I am convinced that when we all get to the end of our lives, many of us are gonna have an aha moment. We're gonna look back at our stories and we're gonna suddenly realize that God was always there. And he was there, he was there at the height of our triumph and in the depth of our trauma, God was right there. When we were at the highest peak of elation and joy, when we were in the darkest place of despair and fear, God was there. When we were angry at him, God was there. You say, no, God wasn't there. He felt like he was a million miles away. Yeah, but what you don't realize is that he didn't move, you did. He was there. He was right there. Just the signs were small. When we were apathetic toward him, we didn't feel anything, and we had lots of questions, he was there. When we were unaware of him, we were living our lives as if he didn't exist. He was right there. He was there the whole time, and we just missed the signs. Because we were booking it for the biggest gift under the tree. And some of us have torn open so many things in our lives, convinced this is it, this is gonna fulfill me. I'm gonna finally be happy. Look at the size of that thing. Look at the size of that job. Look at, the, look at how promising this opportunity is. Look at how good it feels to just do whatever I wanna do. We've ripped that thing open again and again only to be disappointed. Overlooking. Small signs. So this Christmas, the smaller the better. Hey, go small or go home. Because God is trying to get your attention through the small signs. So if you're not sure where you land spiritually, if you're trying to figure that out, maybe you came here this weekend and maybe you came honestly a little skeptical, jaded. Maybe you've had a bad experience with religion or church. Maybe you're even mad at God. We all get mad at God, by the way. But you came because there's a sense, like I need something more in my life. You're, you're ready to stop ignoring that unmet longing that shows up from time to time and you wanna take some steps. What could it look like for you to take steps in your journey of faith in 2024? To not just treat this moment and this experience as a one-off, but to take the next step. I think it can start really small. Just come back next year. Two weeks from now, we're gonna launch a new series here on the weekends, all of our locations, called Beyond the Surface. It's gonna help you discover the God you heard about, but you never knew quite how to look for him in the simplest of places. Come back, just come back. Take a small step. If you're a follower of Jesus, what could it look like for you to go deeper in your faith in 2024, to not be satisfied with just being on the surface, but experiencing all that God has for you? Wherever you are, take the next step, because with God, 
The step you take may be small, but the hope you'll experience, it's real. So this Christmas, before you go running toward the biggest gift under the tree, I hope you'll pause, breathe in, breathe out, and listen for the whisper of God, for the quiet voice of Jesus, who is intent on bringing you safely home to the one who created you. And if you would say this Christmas, man, I'm open to that. I wanna listen a little more closely. Maybe you would even say, if I'm honest, I've been distracted. And I believe in Jesus, but I've just been preoccupied and I've stopped listening as closely. I've, I've needed him to do bigger things and have been ignoring some small signs. I wanna open my life up again to Jesus. If that's you, would you just lift your hand all over the room, just hold it up high. If you would just be honest and say, I need more of God in my life. I think I gotta lean in to some small signs. Let me pray it over us. Let's go to God together. Father, we love you. God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, for us, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus, we give you our praise today. And, and more than that, we give you our attention. For some of us, we have been so distracted by big things that we're worried about, chasing after, stressed out over, and we have been ignoring a baby in a manger a small sign that you are at work in our lives. Help us pay more attention to you today. Listen closer. Look closer in your direction. And then Jesus, would you whisper to our souls again the way only you can. I've got you. I'm with you. Here is your there. The time has come. And while you let God speak to your heart for a moment more, for some of you today, you, you're here and you're not ready to believe anything about Jesus yet, and that's okay. I'm not here to twist your arm. You don't have to believe anything you're not ready to believe yet. My one encouragement to you is come back. I think you owe it to yourself to give God a shot and to get in an environment like this for a few weeks, a couple of months, and open yourself up to the possibility that God loves you and wants to work in your life. But for some of you today, you are ready. The time has come. And while you are here, this is the there God had in mind. This is the moment for you to say yes to following Jesus. And if that's you, here's what I want you to know. To come to Jesus, you don't have to prove anything. In fact, you don't come bringing your good deeds or your religion or how good a person you are. You actually gotta empty yourself of all of that. Humble yourself and get small. And just say, God, I need you and you come believing in Jesus alone and his death and resurrection to make you right with God. And if you want that today, if you wanna take that step, you can right now. Be my honor to lead you in a very simple prayer to begin following Jesus. So I want everyone to join me again. Just open your heart up big to God, shut out every distraction. And if that's you today, and you wanna begin following Jesus right where you are, whisper out a prayer of faith, something like this. You can use my words if it helps you. Pray with faith from your heart. Jesus, today I believe in you. I surrender my life to you. I believe that through you and you alone, I can have forgiveness and new life. Save me today. 
And if that's you, while everyone around you stays focused on God, if you would say, I wanna be included in that prayer, I'm putting my faith in Jesus, would you lift your hand and just hold it up high, boldly? Just a, a small sign between you and God. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting my faith in Jesus today, trusting him with my life. Online, you can type the word faith in the comments, whatever platform you're on. Let us know you took that step. And then Journey, would you help me? Come on, let's give Jesus all the praise. Can we do that together?